welcome to Starting From The Pits. This week we have a really exciting guest. I am honoured to be joined by Chloe Chong, F1 Academy driver. She was an absolute delight to have on. It was a great conversation and I really hope you guys enjoy getting to know her a little bit more. She's definitely a friend of the show now and hopefully we will have her on in the future. I hope you enjoy. So Chloe, welcome to Starting From The Pits. It's great to have you here. Um, it feels like a bit of an honour. Um, so just before we start, would you like to just introduce yourself to the listeners? Who are you? What series do you race in and who do you race for? Yeah, it's great to be here as well and happy to speak to you. Um, yeah, my name is Chloe Chong. I race in the F1 Academy series um, for 2023 with Prema Racing. Perfect. And just for those of you who don't know, um, when did you start racing? It's a bit of a long story because I started um, in rental karting when I was six, but when I turned eight, I had to take two years off um, just because we, we had a lot going on as a family. So um, I stopped between the ages of eight and 10, and then I restarted at the age of 11. So um, a bit of a long story, but um, yeah, officially started at the age of six. Okay. Did you come from a racing background? I wouldn't say that I came from like a traditional racing background because I know some drivers in the grid had like parents who, yeah. who raced or something. Um, actually, I my interest came from watching the F1 on, on the telly during the weekends with my dad when I was when I was little. And I just always wanted to like be out there and driving, um, driving around fast, really, after yeah. I saw it on the TV. So what was... Do you have any memory of like your your first time getting in a car or anything like that? What was it like when you were first getting into it? I think like for me, um, being a little kid, I was just really, really excited. But I do remember driving around and like thinking, oh, my God, this is like really <laughs> fast. Um, I think I was pretty, pretty awful at it. I wasn't really thinking about racing line or anything. I was yeah. just like wanting to go around. So um, but I do remember the fact that like you get that adrenaline rush and obviously that's what what kept me wanting more it's like addictive once you once you start doing it yeah definitely so what other series have you driven in prior to f1 academy so all been karting um when i turned six i drove bambino at um, butwell park and then after that i graduated to, to cadet racing um like for a little while before i had to take the two years off um within like the kent area um, when I turned 10, I started again in Minimax, which is a Rotax engine, and I, I did that locally for a couple of years. And then um, 2020, I did my first British championship, which was pretty okay. I came ninth, so I got a seed in my first year, which wasn't too bad, but yeah. it could have been better. Okay. Um, the British championship 2021, and then um, a, a little bit of European as well, just to get the experience. And then 2022, I switched to... Um, an X30 engine and I uh, did the FIA girls on track um, selection. Love that. So it's been a bit of a, a wild ride almost to, to where you are now. How have you found it going from obviously a smaller sort of engine and driving that kind of thing and to where you are now? How has it felt being like skyrocketed into this sort of industry, I suppose? I mean, it's definitely something I, I never expected. When I came into this year, we were full on on planning to do... Um, the British Championship in senior Rotax so mm -hmm. definitely like something we didn't expect but once we got um, an offer from Prema we we couldn't you know not take it because yeah. of how amazing the team um, are renowned to be so 
we we decided to take the chance but honestly like it wouldn't have been possible without the FIA girls on track selections again something that I didn't think would happen but mm. it did got my first experience in um, a car with that so obviously like last year I thought that I was quitting um, okay. at the end of the year so to get selected was quite because quite a different like change in my life yeah. because, and um, getting calls from from people like Ferrari and um, and Prema it was, it was really really nice and um, yeah I have only like just luck and um, you could say um, God's to, to thank for everything <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely so you mentioned you now race for Prema who are obviously a great team with history in F3 and F2 how have you found it being in a team like that it's it's definitely a really big team but um I think like their Italian culture also makes it feel like a family it's family run by um by um Angelo and Rene so um it's it's quite it's quite nice to be part of like such a big family and then also like between categories like even my first day at Prema I remember um talking to a bunch of different drivers from different categories and it's good to like I guess take on their experience as well mm. and listen to them especially with even my teammates like Martin Bianca they both have a lot of experience so yeah um, it's it's a nice it's a nice um way to learn a lot for, for your driving but also um like to talk about lifestyle um yeah definitely yeah so how were you actually approached to join the grid for the f1 academy what was that process like it wasn't really a process like I think a lot of drivers my age like tried to reach out to the teams once they knew who they were um just said like look they like um I would like to get into this how can I do this and a lot of the teams won't <laughs> won't um, email you back unless they're interested as well so yeah we basically emailed all of the teams and I think we got um zero responses back and um yeah we this was December last year so we were like okay right I do casting this year maybe I get selected for girls on track again but yeah um, you know it's not a priority we're just doing the casting for fun and then in February I think I was yeah February just before school half term um, my dad gets a text from from one of the the team managers at Prema mm-hmm. like like can you can you call me um like this is our proposal for for Chloe we want her to have a seat um for this year and so that was a massive change and a big big shock um mm-hmm. it was quite short notice as well so he was like like you've got to come next week for for um the media days and stuff like that so it was it was very last minute but um yeah it was kind of just you have to play the waiting game and sometimes you don't yeah. expect to get to get an opportunity and then you do so um it was quite cool yeah definitely um so you mentioned school and things like that there how have you found it balancing sort of your education and your career I think with any professional sport it's going to be quite tough especially um you know going through schooling in the English system or um, whatever system in the world really for me it's it's been a bit of a struggle probably since the age of 10 like Mm. because I have Saturday school so um I've had to like you know make a bit of negotiation with the school but they've overall been pretty okay with it um knowing that like I'm competing at national level and then once we had this opportunity um it wasn't really a question like I would have to to um 
withdraw from from some of my GCSEs. So I, I'm only doing one GCSE, but um, it is what it is. And uh, like I know I was predicted good um, results in my other ones, so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't too much of a big deal for me. I can always do them in November, but um, yeah, for starting September, I'll go probably into homeschooling and and try to do yeah. something online just because every week, like if you've seen a a calendar for for a driver. Mm-hmm. it's like non-stop non-stop go whether it's on the track on the sim training in France so yeah. um, it's pretty hectic and there's just no way that like you can keep up with traditional schooling so um, thankfully online schooling exists and this yeah. is what a lot of schools do definitely yeah no it must be some such a task to balance it all um, <laughs> you mentioned training there how do you find the training and what is it like for you on a regular basis it's really quite a bit of a mix. I think people um, under, like, I guess under um, estimate the, the mm. effect of, like mental fitness in in sports. Right. Okay. Sports in general. Like the more I read, the more I realise that like other sports are very similar mentally to to racing. But um, yeah, I go to I go to three to one perform in France, and I train with um, Xavier. Um, yeah. And he's he comes to a lot of our races. He trains with. Um, myself Bianca and Marta so we do a lot of mental training he's very good at like getting us um focused and concentrated for the races but but also there we do um a lot of strength fitness I mean I'm I'm quite good with like um endurance sports so I don't do so much of that but I have to work on my my arm fitness because that's something I struggle with I wasn't given enough time to to prepare pre pre-season for for the challenge so um struggling a bit with that but um whenever I go to France we we work really hard just to to yeah. get myself in shape so um yeah it's been quite good yeah I always see the videos on Instagram of you all working so hard and I'm like come on girls get it that's <laughs> <laughs> fun sometimes when we all do it together yeah I think I find other people there will definitely motivate you as well yeah exactly there's a lot of drivers and and even other sports and um, business people who want to to be mentally fit for their challenges it's, it's great to connect with a lot of um, different people from different backgrounds and and like learn I guess the the reason why they come to mentally train <laughs> and you'll get their perspective on it as well and then that'll hopefully exactly yeah so I get that really nice yeah um so I read correct me if I'm wrong that you've only recently really made the leap into the single seaters yeah yeah so how has that adjustment been what is it what was it like when you first stepped into one yeah so my first time in single seaters was July last year in Miguel F4 car again it was like a big step up I'd never expected to do anything so we had like I think three days to prepare Mm. um with the seat fit the sim flying out there and then going to to do the track and we actually went there and it was 40 degree heat so again it was like physically quite tough um, being in the cockpit um in that heat but yeah it was it was very different I mean you actually see a lot of drivers now just skip karting and go straight into cars because it's such a big difference I think the main thing that karting carries over is is the race craft so um, actually, I found it quite um, quite nice to to have that skill with me, especially this season where um, the battling is quite close and the cars are, are quite hard to overtake with. So that's been good. But other than that, like it's a whole different world. You have to learn how to apply the brake very differently. Put about 
um, 100 bar brake pressure on and, and the high speed braking and then modulate that and release. Mm -hmm. uh, with the throttle, it's quite sensitive with the new car because of the turbo. So um, a lot to adjust to there because in cars, it's like you either put full one or full the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just learning about how to, to, you could say, do everything slower because it's slower cars on a bigger track. So you're doing stuff a lot slower and it makes a big difference, just like little things. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's definitely a big adjustment for anyone and um, it's something you've got to go through to excel in your career. Yeah, and how are you finding this season? What has it been like for you, obviously being quite new to that sort of driving and being surrounded by a team of other people who are, as you said, up a bit more experienced, what's that been like for you? I mean, it's been a great experience, like even from from the start of, um, of our testing in F4 at Monza uh, beginning of the year, it was just amazing. I enjoy every time I get into the car, I enjoy um, just like, I guess you could say I savour the moments that I have to, to to like drive around fast on a track because it's, it's my dream and it's something that I want to live and breathe when I do, when I, when I'm older. Yeah. Um, so driving has always just been like you know amazing and I can't even describe the feeling but working with the team and just improving like beginning of the season we we made so much progress chipping away like every session um getting faster every session and just building up confidence because that was um the main thing for me I really struggled in like high speed corners where um you just need the confidence to push the car like really really to the limit um yeah but it was good and like Red Bull Ring it showed I was practice p2 p5 p4 overall um it was really really good and then pace at rebel ring we had a qualifying lap of my first time in the rain for for p3 but um unfortunately i wasn't wasn't able to complete the lap so it was um a bit heartbreaking but yeah. it is what it is and you take so many learning experiences just from, from the mistakes you make and it's it's great to have like the team behind me um, yeah. and then after rebel ring like bit of a, a rough one we had some problems just outside of the racing part so um really struggled for the last month and and now we're just trying to to come back as as much as we can from from these other problems so um but like having points on my first race was unexpected and honestly like a really high moment for me yeah definitely yeah, just yeah I, I didn't expect it starting from 10th I was just like you know what like I just want to finish the race and yeah 100% the pace was good and we made some good overtakes so that's all I could ask for and to exactly. finish and bring home some some valuable points is, is really good so um yeah just to keep going pushing back from from the mistakes and problems that we've had in the past is is just the goal for the for the rest of the season because we really I guess you could say um had a step back in, in the last month or two yeah, no, definitely. I like that. It's, it's not too unrealistic, but it's also something you know you can work towards. Yeah, of course. Um, so where are you Where are you most looking forward to racing this season? I mean, that's not a difficult question, is it? I think it's, it's the same <laughs> for a lot of us. Um, it's Kota, to race in America. Um, never thought I would do that. Mm -hmm. And to to be able to, I guess, experience an American track because they're very different to, to Europe with um, okay. different conditions and stuff like that. But also to be with um, F1. I've never watched an F1 race before, never been to one. So 
um, it's, it's a new experience. I'm really excited to maybe um, see a couple drivers, see the cars, see how the team works. So yeah, um, yeah, I think I think it'll be a really nice nice one to end the year off of, and then hopefully next year we have a, a few more races with the F1. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what is where is somewhere that you would like F1 Academy to go to? What is a track that you would dream of driving around? Oh, it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot of good, good tracks um, on the F1 calendar. In fact, there's a lot of tracks on the F1 calendar. Um, yeah, there is. <laughs> I think Mexico looks quite cool. Mm-hmm. But that would be really cool and especially like they all say that dealing with the altitude is quite hard so okay. I want to be able to experience that and see what it's like yeah um, I think other than that like obviously I'd like to race at Monaco because that's the, the iconic track on the yeah um, but I'm sure that will come in the future um, for, for one of us because f2 f3 do it mm-hmm. um, and then in Italy, Imola definitely is is one yeah. that I, I dream of driving. It looks it's an iconic track, and like you know, if you're a driver, you've definitely driven there. So that's definitely one I want to take off the bucket list. But actually, the calendar this year we've had some some pretty good tracks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you been able to go around those tracks on the sim and things like that? So you've had a bit of an experience on them. Yeah, I I would say that sim is is super important um yeah. in this world especially when you move into to formula racing from go-karts um because often testing is expensive one and testing is limited too so um like i really discovered i guess the the usefulness of sim training like during this year and actually um over the summer break we're planning to to um, invest in a simulator so i can um i guess use as much time as i can at yeah. home so, to just chip away on the times because um, we don't have the money to go over to the US and, and test like some of the others are doing. So, yeah. Have you found there is a big difference between sim and actually being in the car or is it pretty, pretty similar? I mean, it's difficult because firstly, it depends on um, the track model that you have. If you've got um, custom built software like the team or, or some companies, then um, is actually quite realistic like the feeling of the track and you can feel I guess like the grip of the tires but then if you're playing I guess on a game so like iRacing or something like Assetto Corsa it you do get like I guess feelings that aren't completely realistic like yeah. you you feel a bit more slide or you you just can't like properly feel the grip and then so one minute you're you're straight and next you're spinning <laughs> I think like if you have a really good program software and you're willing to to like put in the time and effort, actually you'll see there's a lot of parallels with with the driving on the sim, especially if you get a good set of pedals and a good steering wheel, just because the feeling's quite similar once you have hyd- hydraulic pre- pedals. But the thing that you will never get on a sim is um, is the g-force and the wind feeling. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's very realistic, but it's definitely like a couple steps back from real life like once you get to a track you need to um deal with a couple other um of I guess things and then also the fear of crashing so um the sim is very useful and I I definitely like promote the the usefulness of it but don't compare it to real life because it's (laughs) it's really close yeah 
Yeah. So what are your goals for the season? Where do you see your career? So that's two questions. Apologies. Where are your goals for this season? And where do you see your career slash F1 Academy going in the next five years? That's a, that's a tough question uh, <laughs> to ask me, like, at the beginning of my career, but I'll, I'll try my best to answer it. Um, definitely for this year, the goal is to, to have a top five finish. Yeah. I don't want to put positions into it because, no. obviously, at the beginning of this year, I told myself, okay, if I get a top, top ten finish, I'll be happy. Um, so... Yeah, I think by the end of this year, I think it's pretty possible to achieve a top five finish. Um, came pretty close with two six six place finish, um, but apart from from um, finishes, we just want to be consistent and try to make as much um, progress as we can. Obviously, we've had a, a couple of struggles in this past month, so um, put us back a bit. So. Um, what could have, I guess, been like more progress made in this month has. Um, delayed us a bit so just just like small progress is key for you know any progress is good progress because um, the margin is so small between between the cars yeah um but for next season like I think it's pretty obvious what we want to do like being so young and um having my first year of cars here it just only makes um sense to to do the series another year yeah and hopefully hopefully um we'll have a good year there and obviously I want to be fighting consistently for top fives in that season but we'll just have to see where it goes and um and what happens with that because racing's um racing's a bit crazy um we found out in the past <laughs> year no yeah, man it's it's amazing like what can happen in a year so yeah yeah definitely no I love that um so final few questions I'm just going to do a quick little quick fire round just so our, my listeners can get to know you um some things that you wouldn't usually be asked, maybe. Okay. First things first. What's your favorite color? Dark blue. Nice. What's your favorite food? I mean, say that again. <laughs> I love noodles and soup. Like that's something from Chinese culture and Asian culture that I'll never get um, rid of. But then I guess European foods I love, like um, beef tartar, is is. Mm. Fancy. I like it. <laughs> What's your favorite track? At the moment, Rebel Ring. What do you do in your spare time? I play music. I listen to music. Soon yeah. I'll be on the sim 24-7. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just do, won't have do, spare time. I do love watching um sports. I love training. Um I love playing other sports like um at school sometimes I do like hockey, netball, crickets, and I love to mountain bike as well. Mm. What is your favorite app? Favorite app? Oh. Also, I would say uh, it's between Instagram and Snapchat. Okay. What yeah. do you have a best joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And party trick? Party trick? I can play the saxophone. Oh. And I can solve the Rubik's <laughs> I love I love um just doing like I guess quirky things. Yeah. But saxophones like saxophones my little, little like I guess love. <laughs> I love I love the saxophone. Cool. And final question, and I ask this to all of my guests. So I have a playlist on Spotify called the Garage Radio. Mm-hmm. And I ask them what their song of the week is. So Chloe, what's your song of the week? 
I'm gonna have to get out my phone. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find a song because it switches like a lot. Yeah, um, my mine thing is if you were to get in the car right at this moment and put on a song, what song would it be? Okay, right at the moment, just because my teammate actually introduced me to this song the other week, and um. Yeah, I've just been learning to play on the piano recently. Um, it's for a better day by Avicii. Okay, let me let me write that and I'll add it. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice song. It's very unique. Perfect. Well, that's all the questions I have. It's short but sweet. Just a nice little way for people to get to know you. So thank you for joining, Chloe. Um, and yeah, maybe it'd be great to have you on maybe at the end of the season, and then we can. Yeah, really amazing. I really enjoyed it today. Yeah, amazing. Perfect. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on.